To me, beautiful is way more than aesthetic, actually. To me, beautiful is also how it's made, how it's manufactured. I mean, the whole, how do you learn about it? How do you dispose of it? You are listening to Change Lab, conversations on transformation and creativity. I'm Lauren Buckman, president of Art Center College of Design. Nicholas Gustafson is Global Director for PepsiCo's Design and Innovation Team and an Art Center alum. His duties at PepsiCo are varied and challenging. As you will see from our conversation, Nicholas's concern is the development of new products and business practices for PepsiCo that are sustainable and human-centered. As such, his work is meant to promote core values of the company as he and his innovation team deliver a brand of more healthful beverages and snacks to communities worldwide. His work is impressive and consistent with the caring and kind-hearted man that he is. But it's worth emphasizing that PepsiCo is the second largest food and beverage company in the world with all the obvious responsibilities to shareholders. And so the question persists, how does one bring it all together, doing good for the world, while doing well for PepsiCo. In the end, it's a design problem. Today in my conversation with Nicholas, we wrestle with questions of design for positive change, for sustainability, for meeting the needs of global consumers, all within the context of a massive corporate operation. His task might be daunting, but Nicholas handles his challenges with grace, level-headedness, and an admirable focus on positive change. Okay, so your current position with PepsiCo as the global design director, tell us about it. What, what, what is it that you do? What are your responsibilities? It's a lot of things. I think the main task is really to um, change the way we're doing things. Um, and obviously we will demonstrate that through a lot of packaging. Um, but it's really to change the, um, we have to think system. And uh, the design center is only uh, four, close to maybe it's 50 year now uh, when they hired Mara Pesina to kind of really to make this as a, a strategic tool uh, for PepsiCo. And uh, it sounded a little bit like an experiment first, but, you know, watching them for the first two years uh, and also having a seat by at the leadership with uh, the CEO, Indra uh, Nui, it kind of told me, like, wow, they're really serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't report to either marketing or anything. anything. It's really on its own. Mm-hmm. But, of course, our partners are. We we succeed with business and R&D. Of course, and so, collaborating. So, yeah. so that's yeah. what we are building. If, if it was, if you look at it before, it might have been just, you know, People use their agency of choice and off they go. Um, to me, concepts are cheap. Um, we can plaster the wall in here really quickly. The hard part is to really like which one is the right one, uh, both from a financial viability, technical feasibility, and of course, uh, consumer desirability. Um, so our job is to really change the way we, we work um, from a consumer-centric point of view. Uh, and really partner and, and bring in 
the right co-conspirators from you know the R and D and the business uh, to make sure um, all those three pillars are met. It's really like transforming a corporate culture to think different, just to allow design to happen in the first place. And why was this particular corporate culture open to that, open to inviting that kind of independent design team to make sure a design... I mean, designers have been calling for, to, to mm. be at the table for decades. This yeah. has been a long-term fight. And so here you're telling the story of a corporation that's saying, yeah, we need this, we understand what it It offers. came straight from the top. So, so that was Indra's kind of mandate. And I think she set out to that's like, we're going to build a... We're going to make design a competitive advantage to change the game, um, and uh, and they are. We got we got great traction just for the last four years, and uh, you don't change a, a build an innovative culture in in four years. We have ways to go, mm-hmm. um, but we came a really long way. And to me, it's interesting. I, I really enjoy the journey more than perhaps sometimes the end result. Uh, in this case, we demonstrated through either food or packages or whatever activation it might be. But um, the journey to get there and, and to get the people along uh, to do this uh, and, and system-wise, um, this, the system are so incredible efficient. It's like when you're making things in the thousands in a minute, it's kind of traditional, you know, we have all the fancy tools during the development from 3D printing and virtual reality and all that cool stuff. But when it comes to making 100,000 a minute, it's kind of traditional methods still kind of apply. So to change that um, and what it takes to change even the smallest things, it's quickly going to cost will raise tremendous. So how do you get, get behind that and, and do for the future? And uh, the whole idea why we are there is to transform the portfolio. We all know the past of sugar drinks and plastic. So how do we transform this? The people are now asking for different healthier offerings. How do we react to that? Which is scary for a lot of people, you know. For such a big company just to change like that, it's... um, it's going to take some time. but M- Multiple um, brands too, right? Multiple, multiple, multiple snacks, brands. multiple drinks. They, they have a portfolio. Of, there's over $22 billion brands and there's hundreds of other ones. Um, and both foods and snack. I think it's, uh, it's like the second biggest food and snack or beverage uh, company in the world. And who gives you the direction? Who says, you know, work on this brand, work on, work on this one, work on this drink, work on this snack? Work on, mm-hmm. It's twofold. Of course, there's... Uh, there's a real need coming from either business or marketing. And we look at that and we either, hey, I think you're solving the wrong problem. Let me help you and rewrite that brief. Or let's find what the real problem is. Or it's actually incubated in our studio. And it's like, hey, this is what we think we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and go, half of the work is actually going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a twofold. But in the end, it's all about creating value. Uh, for the company. So in doing my research for this conversation with you, I went on your website at PepsiCo and I looked at the role and mission of design at PepsiCo. And um, there is a, it's an interesting graphic. There are four pieces of it, brand, innovation, corporate, and culture. And what, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to read these descriptions and these mm-hmm. little blurbs that are on your website. And what really interests me is to have you tell us 
what it means to you right. as somebody who is in your position and doing this kind of work when I kind of put this language in front of you. So we'll just do it one at a time. So the first one is brand, and what it says on the website is this. Accelerate brand growth through design to build global, consistent, meaningful, beautiful brand ecosystems across multiple touch points and regions of the world, creating extraordinary, meaningful, that word again, interestingly, and relevant brand experiences. Is that all in one sentence? That was all in one sentence, mm -hmm. yeah. But the English professor in me is not interested in commenting exactly. on that. I want to know what, what, yeah. uh, where you go with I, that. I think what's important is that we build really um, beautiful and relevant brand stories um, of, of the, all the brands we have um, to, um, to be meaningful for the, for the consumers, period. Uh, we look a lot of a um, lot of the product experience. I mean, if you look at all the diverse um, uh, products that that we have, if you look at the food, you know, usually it ends up in the same package, and then you wonder why it didn't succeed. It's like there's so many different uh, opportunity spaces that require perhaps a different way of, you know. Are you on the go? Are you at home? Are you all these different contexts? Um, how do you solve for those and, and uh, mm -hmm. just be more relevant but, in, but in the context? What, here's what's fa fascinating to me, and I'd love for you to talk about this. What makes a brand meaningful? Yeah. Um, how do you connect to that brand? Um, how do I connect to it as a consumer? As a consumer. And how do we as a brand have a point of view um, of who, what we stand for, why, why, why we are here? Um, and can you give me an example? Who cares? Can you give me a specific about what that would mean with one of your brands or with just a, if you want to just speak generically, that's totally fine. Yeah, um, I mean... Pepsi itself is a brand that kind of is always like uh, lives for now. It's about a lot about art and fashion and music. Um, if if you look at interestingly enough, you know now it gets a lot of you know unhealthy. It's funny enough, it actually started as a as a healthy kind of elixir. But um, how do you like that? Usually, like something that people drank in the nineties for you know probably three times a day for lunch, and then when you go home and socialize as well. Uh, today, not so much, right? And we recognize that. It's a treat now, you know, and, and that's fine, and it's going to be like that. But how does a brand like that stay relevant? Like, what's replacing it? So if you were starting over, what would that be? I think this year, actually, water passed soda drinks for the first time. So those is like, what, what would Pepsi do today to stay relevant you constantly have to evolve and is the, what you stand for. And is the meaning how they live, how they enjoy themselves, how they take a break, how they relax? Absolutely. How What's they the engage socially, how they... Are Absolutely. These, is, are these the things that create meaning when you're talking about a brand? Absolutely. What's the context when you consume this product? What's the context? Um, what's the right kind of... Um, product, configuration, package, 
um, and and as an ecosystem, we have um, there is the the product itself. Um, there is the packaging. There is the how does that manifest itself in a food service environment? Mm. How is that handled on the go uh, or in your home or whatever the setting is? Uh, might be a very different uh, take on the same thing. And the word beautiful in all of that is it visual beauty? Is it the beauty of experience? Is it the beauty? I mean, is it multiple connotations of that notion of? To me, beautiful is way more than aesthetic. Actually. To me, beautiful is also how it's made, how it's manufactured. I mean, the whole, how is it, how do you learn about it? How do you dispose of it? Um, we have to look at the whole uh, cycle of this. Um, if, um, you know, if you're going to replace plastic, what is it? How does it, how do you get it in the first place? How do you dispose it? And how does it feel? How does it feel? It? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite a lot when you think about when the whole. Down, the whole. Is, if you is, really yeah. break it down, yeah, it, yeah, it's a. It's quite a long story. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's brand number two is innovation, and what it says on the website is leveraging design thinking to drive holistic innovation based on people's needs and wants, aiming to create experience ecosystems versus simple products. I think that's, um, to me, is the system thinking. Uh, I think for too long we've been looking at kind of one at a time, and it's it's not a good idea. It's even really expensive. And you mean just, one brand at a time or one One brand or product. one product or uh-huh. one package. Uh-huh. Um, but it, innovation is kind of decided by the consumer in the end, if it's, you know... Mm innovative or if it's real innovation uh, I think that's a meaning they're the judge of whether it's innovative or not right. or actually the innovative spark the comes judge from of it mm-hmm. uh, I think just innovation period is a it's a little abused how you know um, but uh, for us it's it's the it's the way we do things uh, to me it's the making that inspires the thinking and, and vice versa it's kind of digging the tunnel in both ends um, and also, it has to meet all the criteria. It's not just, hey, here's a very, you know, what a great product, but guess what? We can't make it, or it's going to be so expensive that it's not good business. All right, so it wasn't really that good after all. So um, that makes the complexity and, and how we can innovate with all these variables is... Um, makes it really complex in a, in a huge organization like this. But that's what makes it interesting. What does design thinking mean to you? Um, to, to me, it really goes back to my roots at, at kind of um, really be empathetic about and finding the right problem to solve for. Um, and the making, we seem to miss in that sometimes. To me, it's actually the, the making that actually inspires that thinking. So it's it's the whole you have the strategy, but you have the you know call it prototyping or making, um, and and that together. Um, well, that's it's interesting that you raised that because um, you did you wrote this wonderful statement in your bio, and I'll quote it here for you, and that is I believe making inspires great thinking, which is I'll tell you for just a moment that is a topic of great interest to me and that mm. I'm trying to write about a lot and mm. I would love for you to talk about what does that mean for you 
Making inspires great thinking. I think that's the advantage we have, that we come to the meetings with physical objects, usually. Sometimes solution is intangible, sure. Um, but that creates so much thought and, and further ideas. Just as I think it's a mistake that I think I see designers come in and they work out everything in the computer. It's like, you never touch that thing. You know, you never, there's no serendipity in this. Um, go feel it, you know. Uh, where's the tools? Th- those are a part of, of that. So um, I think that that's making, you know, you can have brainstorm paper, pen and paper, you can have brainstorm in the shop and just carve out things and kind of see what happens and see what inspires you and see how that solves and then that serendipity kind of can happen as well and then you go think about it and, and you refine it and you go back and forth I think the whole idea is not to get uh, caught up in a specific tool um, and, and really uh, yeah. let, let all of those kind of It's fascinating, I mean the way I'm trying to explore it is how you how one can know something uniquely from the process of making it that you can't yeah. know in any other way possible, right? I, I love the the more clued it is, you know, the duct tape and the glue gun is the best ones. Mm-hmm. And they're so quickly done. And you mm-hmm. so quickly realize that's not a good path, you know, or here's something here. Right. Right. Um, you know, the uh, the great mobile sculptor uh, Calder talks about, he says, I think in wire, yeah. you know. Which is yeah. echoes exactly the yeah. kind of thing that you were saying. You know, yeah. there's something about the process of doing it that tells you absolutely. You know what it is. Yeah. So when you wrote that in your in your bio, I thought right on, and and clearly that's relevant to what you're talking about with respect to innovation at, at PepsiCo, and it is, and and that's what we bring that nobody else nobody actually else brings can that, bring, right, right. and and until you bring that object in front of them, regardless, you know, right or wrong you get reactions. All these presentations, sure, you know, you can go through those, but the moment you put something in front of them, they can pick it up, you get reactions. Uh, it can be good, it can be bad, uh, but both of those are good, you know, that's, that's excellent feedback. All right, so that's innovation. Now, the third one is is corporate, which is interesting, and and the uh, it reads as follows: make PepsiCo's purpose more visible, tangible, and accessible to our target audiences. Mm. Well, I suppose that one is a little simpler, but you have a comment on that? Tangible was an interesting word in that sense to me. Yeah, I think that goes back to the relevance, and the tangible is the whole experience you consuming or interact with with the products. And and you really are talking talking about that. It's not metaphorical. It's real, right? It's the actual tactile experience that the consumer has. It it is from the moment you see it in the store, for example. Um, from the moment you open it, uh, it could be the product itself. When they say product, they actually talk about the food or the liquid. Um, uh, it could as be, opposed to the packaging. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Uh, it could be what the culinary experience is when you actually put it in your mouth. Size, texture, all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes, it goes to together. The, and it goes to the purpose of the 
corporate of PepsiCo. Is what it says is that that's yeah. They have this um, performance with purpose. Um, so it th- there has to be a good purpose uh, behind it. Um, we can ask what that purpose for whatever we're doing uh, is. Uh, if it's to uh, build a new brand, to expand into new territories, um, whatever the, the, the purpose or the goal uh, is. Um, and, and as somebody in your position, what do you do with the Uber purpose, which is to make money? How does yeah. that, I mean, let's not, you know, let's yeah. bring it to the surface and say, it, there's the purpose. Yeah. Uh, in one way, Absolutely. for sure. You, you can't escape it. Uh, and, and I think that's one of uh, our learnings is like, we need to really understand how we are making money. Um, because it's easy to uh, create a beautiful experience, right? And we have great support from the leadership, right? So we are digging the tunnel from both ends, which is fantastic. Then we have the whole middle layer that are pretty much there to tell you no, right? But they are the ones that know it's the system. Uh, they are the ones that knows how the lines work. Those are the ones that knows that they are running smoothly and 100%. It's like an airplane. If it's not running you know, 24-7, it's not making profit. And, and these are very expensive and very complex assets that are sitting on. A company like that, if it doesn't end up in on the plus side, why are we doing it? In the same time, you know, what what's the right thing to do? You know, we can, um, what's good PR, what's real? So I think you're, you're, you, you need to exist on both levels at the same time. Obviously. Absolutely. This is what I'm trying to, 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 to really understand. It, you know, that, that on your mission statement of design at PepsiCo, it talks about uh, make the, the PepsiCo's purpose visible, tangible, accessible. That's its purpose, but its purpose always, the, the, the meta-reality of it all, is mm. so that we can make lots of money. So, well, yeah. So we can make money, but also make good. How do we make uh, clean, healthy water um, accessible to certain, perhaps, not as fortunate regions that we have here in, and that in conversation the infuses the, the 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 world you're in there. Absolutely, that's a huge topic. Um, and how do we? We know perhaps that um, plastic is not necessarily the best thing. So, if we don't ship in bottles, which is really convenient, what do we do? But still a viable, you know, option to be profitable, but in the same time do good, those would be real Mm. good performance with purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the ones, uh, the problems we are tackling. That's why we are there to really big changes, both on the offerings of of our portfolio, to transfer that to a healthy portfolio, and also to change the way we do packaging, period. Um, which is pretty daunting when you look at the whole life cycle of things. And I think it's that impact we are really interested in, um, the, the group that we have collected here. It's a, it's a fabulous uh, group of, of uh, thinkers and makers 
uh, strategist. And uh, we're all here because we want to have see what impact we can have on this on this kind of a, a commodity products. Um, that's huge. Something I could never get to in an agency. Right. On on the personal level, in terms of what you're just Nicholas at PepsiCo. Mm. What do you love to do there? What is it that is meaningful to Nicholas? That's what I'm curious how I can take everything I learned at Ziba. How can I bring that to a culture like this and create uh, impact? Um, to think about that system it takes. Um, I'm less interested in that particular package. I'm interested in the system, uh, how we do that, and and how we can perhaps scale that in in a way, or how to change uh, the way we're delivering things uh, and what we're delivering, and to learn how to navigate that in a huge corporation like this is, uh, for me, great learnings. That's what I was missing. And to have that then combination from the consultancy and a corporation, I think I learned a whole set of new questions um, that I will ask uh, to make this um, a, a better proposition or mm. why it's worthwhile. It's mm. a lovely way to put um, it. Yeah. That your work is about, uh, we, as we discussed earlier, in one mm. way your work is about generating great questions. It, it is. Um, it is. That's. I think that's our job, wrong question, wrong answer. So, uh, and the opposite's true too. So just mm -hmm. learn how to ask better questions mm -hmm. um, is uh, something we, we all need to do. Is there a particular story that can illuminate or illustrate for folks listening what you're talking about? Does anything come to mind? Um, nothing particular, but always I, th I think Sometimes if they're not used to it, they're going to really grow tired of me. But I learn by asking why, right? And it usually takes five times before I get a, a reasonable answer where I will either back off and, oh, now I understand it. And I can use that as a constraint to do better, to use it to advantage, right? Or if I don't understand it, I will keep asking why uh, until I, I understand it. You're not uh, the first person in this podcast that's talked I'm about sure. this. I'm sure. I that's think very maybe that's the yeah. common thread, perhaps, yeah. that we're just curious of, of learning new things and how we can combine that. Yeah. Uh, and I think, in general, that's what we're good at, right? We, curious, nagging children who are asking why. Yeah. It's all full circle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So the Art Center mission statement is very simple. It's learn to create, influence change. I'm quite fascinated by how artists and designers think about the change that they affect and what kind of change is made, how it's measured, or if it can't be measured, how it's mm -hmm. understood. Mm -hmm. Seth Godin is a very interesting uh, figure for me and talks about the fact that, you know, really for him, you could throw all the data out the window, all the numbers. Mm -hmm. He measures change by how it makes a difference in another human being's life. And if that's just anecdotal, that's just anecdotal. So this is a question that I, um, I'm interested in asking everyone that I talk mm -hmm. to in this, in this podcast to really understand what, what is it, what does the influence change part mean for you? 
how do you talk about change that you have been able to influence that you've had a part in? I mean, it, it kind of um, manifests itself in the in the outcome of your whatever the problem you were set out to solve and and what that solution turned out to to be. Um, at, at Pepsi, I think it's pretty clear. People are demanding a more healthier offerings, and and we need to deliver that. Um, either it's uh, people don't want unhealthy products; they want to just take better care of themselves. Uh, and we need a portfolio to to meet those needs to and to change that in a scale. It's easy to do it in a local little farm grocery store, but with a shelf life on a couple of days. But how do you do that on a on a scale that that can reach two hundred countries on the planet? Mm. Um, and people don't necessarily want to pay or can pay. Um, five dollars for a cold pressed juice. It's like how how do you deal with the rest of us? So there's a, there's a balance, but as a distribution company that we are, <laughs> it's fascinating. What else could we use that we can reach pretty far in to different places? How can we use that uh, for a lot of things? Wow. Uh, which wow. is a so very interesting thought. Global opportunity for change too. That's certainly one way to measure it, right? It, it's certainly a, a global change, put in what, what we scale. put in our, yeah. our bodies, uh, but also make it accessible for um, a lot or for all of us, uh, which is a very different challenge if you're looking at a place like United States or if you go to a few places in India or, or, or other. I mean, uh, very different problems, um, even on the same subject. Um, so the solution probably going to have to be slightly different to make it possible. Mm-hmm. How is your the, your work measured? Is it um, and and to what extent is 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 there a demand for a kind of quantitative analysis? And to what extent is a more qualitative mm. form of under, uh, form of of uh, research and 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 sort of proof of idea and work accepted? I mean, in one way, it's kind of easy. If it's accepted by the consumers, right? Then, but so then, you, but then you need to prove that quantitatively. Then we need to prove that, uh, and uh, uh, we we test it quite rigorously because usually it's quite a substantial check that has to be written if they're going to change something. Um, but that's where the system thinking comes in again. How can we? solve not just for this problem, we can actually solve all these problems by doing this. Uh, I think that's the key and the unlock for, for true innovation in a complex uh, kind of a setting uh, like, like it can be in, in those uh, huge kind of machineries um, and, and distribution channels or whatever it is. Um, and that gets measured all the way out to the delivery guy, if he doesn't think he can sell it, he's not going to bring it on his truck. So it's like, why would he take the chance on something new and unproven? Um, so you really have to look across the whole, everyone. And are that you will touch this? And are you under some pressure to to provide that data to prove 
that it's changed, or does that really help happen mm-hmm. elsewhere? And you are we able to provide that. We get help with that. We participate. We we don't we don't need to own that, but we want, of course, participate because we want the learnings from that. So we don't, or so we can refine it to something better. But um, we can. We have a lot of resources. We can we can tap into to get that job done yeah. as well. Again, a great is, uh, advantage of being in a company that size. How, how much has tenacity itself been a factor in your career? You have to know, um, I, I think that's important. You know, you, you can't, uh, you can't give up, but you also have to know when it's time to stop. Mm. Um, it, it's, uh, it's either yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, time or budget or all these constraints that we have that's reality um, but uh, I think persistence is is, um, is important to what we do and really just that's back to the learning and find out more but at some point you're probably like okay maybe that wasn't the so right was thing to really, do that was a really interesting response do you, do you are there signals that you look for that say it's time to stop are are there telltale elements that arise that say, you know what? When the whole team is that... rejecting you, maybe you should like, okay. <laughs> you listen to it. It's as obvious as anything. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, hmm, okay, I get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but does it have to get to that degree for you to to, to pull back and say no, this is... No, I don't want to be stubborn about it. And I think that's, that's just being a, a very, uh, um, you know, to listen to people and... and and kind of see how people react, and if it's not, you know, maybe maybe it was the wrong time. Maybe you park it somewhere, um, or as you said earlier, maybe you've asked the wrong question. Maybe it was the wrong question. Maybe you have to ask it in another way. Um, it, it's uh, it can be a lot of reason, but um, don't be stubborn about it. You know, um, and, I, I think that and, would just get people tired. And certainly, a quality of of this work is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about that the education that we offer is being rigorous, but I think it's also important that we're rigorous with ourselves. Maybe first yeah. of all, sometimes our ideas aren't brilliant, and we need to to really understand. Yeah, it, maybe it wasn't as brilliant as you thought it was, and I think maybe that's uh, an early fall to fall in love with what what you have in front of you. And uh, don't be precious about it. It's uh, it's an idea. It's not that valuable. Um, get over it. Um, <laughs> move on. Learn and move on. Lovely. Great. Um, okay, so what are, what's in your future, do you think? what's uh, where, Where's Nicholas heading now? Yeah. Um, good question. I don't have an answer to that. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm still learning a lot in this, you know, two years in this uh, environment is uh, is not a long time. And uh, to change the culture of Pepsi will take a little longer than that. Uh, but I think it have armed me with new tools, very valuable tools that uh, will prepare me for whatever I, um, how I want to use those uh, in what environment, in what context. So not sure, but uh, I can, know, right I can now certainly I, say with great certainty that they're lucky to have a thoughtful and intelligent and sensitive individual like you in their midst. I'll tell you that. 
we uh, we have a lot of fun. That's, that's uh, probably the most important. That's good. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, I know. Thank you for great uh, conversation. I hope you enjoy this episode of Change Lab. The best way to support the show is to share it with your community. And please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, or the Apple Podcasts app. For a deeper dive into the astonishing creativity and innovation coming out of Art Center, please visit our website at artcenter.edu. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.